Hello and welcome to the Swing Bump Podcast. Today it's just myself, Jake Voss, and Wes Wagner. But this will probably be the greatest show we ever had because we don't have any of the other usual losers here to losers. bring it down. But everyone's pretty busy. We've actually recording this on Tuesday, September 28th. Usually we would like to record during the Sunday night uh, football game. However, a lot of stuff's been going on. We've been pretty busy. Different people doing different things. Uh, our Mac and Mitch both wanted to watch the uh Packers game against the, I say Packers game, the 49ers versus the Packers game, uh, which was a heck of a game. Lots to wa- lot to do. So we we're like, okay, well, we'll push it back to Monday. Then Monday I had a coaching clinic that dragged on and on and on. And just, we weren't able to do it. So here we are Tuesday recording the show. And then James is on vacation. The other guys couldn't show up anyways. So <laughs> it's just me and Wes today, but we're going to bring a heck of a show for you. We're going to recap week three of the NFL season, as well as talk about some, uh, MLB playoff race, and then we'll get out of here. So it's not going to be a super long show, um, but hopefully it is super entertaining. Entertaining. If you sweet. have not, what's up? Short and sweet. Short and sweet, just like I like it. If you have not already, be sure to hit the like button on the video. It does a lot for the show. Uh, it makes sure that uh, YouTube shows it to more people. Uh, commenting helps out a lot. We'll be sure to look in the comments and maybe read them on our next episode of the show for you guys as well as subscribe and tell your friends about it. Telling your friends about a show that you like listening to is honestly one of the best ways um, to help grow our show, which we would really appreciate. We love bringing you guys this great content Um, and just tell them, Hey, driving to work. I got a really cool show. I like to listen to talk about different things in sports, especially during football season. They cover a lot of footballs for football fan. Uh, good stuff to listen to. And you can look at two super sexy guys for like an hour. So, and we want your interaction too. So yeah. comment on YouTube, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. Get negative, positive, bring it on. <laughs> tell, us we're, tell us we're stupid. Someone told us the other day said, uh, what was it? Was he said, you guys don't know anything about football. You should stick to, stick what to tennis, say? stick to tennis. I was like, I Jokes promise on you. We know a lot less about tennis. <laughs> no, we don't claim to be experts in anything, but we have a lot of fun doing this and we hope you guys have fun listening. And just engage and be good fans because uh, good fans makes a better show. All right. That being said, this is the Swing Mount Podcast. Enjoy the show. All right. So we're going to start off week three recap. Um, I should bring pull up the week three games really quick. I don't want to talk about every game, West to belabor the point a little bit. Sure. But but maybe we can just talk about some of the games that really stood out to us that were either surprising or uh, super interesting. So uh, start off the Thursday night game. Nah, we'll skip. Carolina Houston. I mean, they had a rookie quarterback uh, who probably played the best out of any rookie quarterback throughout the the week, which sure says something about the rookie quarterbacks. Christian McCaffrey getting injured is a bummer. I mean, I just he's. The NFL is just so much better when he's healthy. It Losing is. him just sucks. I mean, it, you just. I love watching the red zone channel and just be like, Oh, Panthers highlight. What's Christian McCaffrey going to do now? And now to not have that, it, it honestly is just a bummer. So hopefully he comes back soon. It doesn't seem like it's too serious of an injury. Yeah, no, and I don't, we don't, we don't want to touch on this too much. Uh, it was a really boring game to watch. Honestly, yes, it the was. Texans were so conservative on offense, protecting yeah. Davis mills. Uh, but you know, he was okay. Uh, DJ Moore looks like an all-star right now. DJ Moore is, in, is a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, so credit to him. And he, he was kind of banged up throughout that game, but. Um, credit to the Panthers. They, they did what they're supposed to do. They beat them handedly. So uh, Josh Allen looking like a MVP candidate without having to throw to Stefan Diggs is news to me a little bit. Uh, Cleveland mean, at Chicago, well-rounded team right now, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. And about as, about this polar opposite of team as with the Chicago bears. I yeah. Mean, oh my gosh. 
Oh my gosh. The, we'll, we'll touch Matt, on that. Matt Nagy is killing those guys. We will touch on that a little bit in uh, when we talk about our rookie QBs. But okay. yeah, I mean, I just, I couldn't believe how badly Chicago handled that game. Um, but I mean, nine sacks by the, the Browns defense, nine oh, sacks, like, like four and a half for uh, Miles Garrett, Garrett got four and a half for Clowney. Uh, there were, I mean, you had, you had sacks galore. It was ridiculous. So it was, a, it was one of those days in baseball where you're playing a really bad team. You want to <laughs> you pad your stats, you know, and they just uh, kept going. It was insane. I was watching, um, oh, uh, we I do this fancy league with a couple guys. It's only eight people, and my wife is one of them. And every year we just like add in a different twist. And this year we added in individual defensive players. And uh, one of mine was Miles Garrett, who scored me fifty six points on his own. <laughs> so I definitely won this week. Um, but yeah, I, I Cleveland looks great, and Chicago looks really, really, really bad. I feel bad for Justin Fields. Justin Fields yeah. only. Only uh, on 24, I believe, of the 50 snaps that he did passing, he got five-man coverage. Five-man coverage well, for well, yeah, five-man five protection. That's what I meant, five-man protection. Yeah. Five-man uh, pass protection. It's just which, – Which is ridiculous. That I mean, and then when you don't have an elite offensive line, you can't afford that for a rookie QB. He, he can't make decisions fast enough. It just can't happen. More sacks than completions for him. It, if I am – the sh- uh, what's the, the Bears general manager – Um. Ryan Noll? No. No. Uh, what's his name? I know. Ryan Pace. Pace. Yes. Or, I know it's Pace. It might not be Ryan Pace, but I know it's Pace. Uh, but if I am Pace, I am firing Matt Nagy yesterday, like Monday, is what I mean. Because he looks so bad. I um, mean, if you're if you're putting a game plan together of how to ruin a young quarterback's career, that, yeah, that's exactly how you do it. It's that's like Sam Darnold to Carr, David Carr, uh, Blaine Gabbert. Have him have him get sacked ten times a game, and that'll mm-hmm. that'll ruin any. I mean, it reminds me of Zach Darnold saying he was seeing ghosts against the Patriots. Well, Sam and, Sam Darnold or Sam? Yeah. What did I see? What did I say? He says Zach Darnold. I, oh, poor you're Zach Wilson. You're, you're mixing your so my Jets quarterbacks. That too, yeah. Okay, um, but uh, other games that stuck out. I mean, the uh, I mean, obviously that Tampa that Tampa Rams game was a great game. It was something and else. I the, uh, I didn't know what to expect of it, but uh, the Rams looked. Amazing. They look Stafford, like yeah. Stafford looks. I mean, it, it was cool. I watched the Manning the Manning broadcast uh, last night, and it was cool listening to Stafford. Um, you know, saying that you know a lot of people think it's it's coming into the new system that's the difficult thing, and it's actually forgetting the old system. Yeah, is one of the most difficult things because well, you learn all these different terms and stuff, and now you're you're bringing in old all news terms and stuff. So they were really saying they were saying that um, when they interviewed was it Joe Buck or whatever when they interviewed Stafford a couple days before the game, he had said that it was cool to see what it was like to be in the NFL <laughs> because I mean, everything that he had in the lions, it was him pretty much running the team. Matt Patricia is not putting together some offense with all these great, uh, the skill and ability and a high flying offense. Now he's able to work with a great coach who can build an offense around him and the weapons that he has. And you can see what Stafford's able to do. I always said, I thought Stafford was one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league who just never was put in a position to succeed. And now finally he's on a good team with a good defense. And he looks like MVP quality right now uh, with the way the 49ers are playing uh, inconsistently. The Rams are my favorite to win the NFC. I think that they just, they look like a complete team without really any holes, especially, I mean, even though they lost Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson and Sonny Michelle have both been getting the job done when they needed to. Michelle looked sufficient against the Bucks, who were supposed to be one of the best uh, 
run defenses in the league. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, thought, I thought you had a great point when you said he's working with Stafford now and with, with, with Jared Goff, Sean McVay had a pupil and yes. now he has a guy who can work with mm-hmm. to build an offense and they look fantastic. So yeah. um, I, I would agree with you. The Rams, they look like the class of the NFC. And, I uh, loved seeing Sean McVay run up and down the sidelines every time something like when a, he threw. He, <laughs> he's he a nut, that? but he, he's good. He's, he's one of the best oh, yeah. coaches in the league. And when he I threw that it. bomb to Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. I mean, McVay just starts sprinting down the sideline like, man, that guy is flying. Well, he you see how fine. crazy he was going nuts after they missed the field goal. Yeah, the just because like, they had the halftime lead. Gosh. They are undefeated with, with McVay when they go into a half of the lead. They have never lost a halftime lead. That, that is, is a sign of a great coach, honestly. Yes, it, is. it is so hard to have a lead and then change up your second half enough so that when that other team, because you know the other team is making adjustments, that they exactly. don't make the right adjustment that, to overcome you. That is so hard to do. I mean, I, I know it's high school football. I've been watching our high school football team and in our home games, we have ended each home game at halftime with a lead and we've lost all three of them. It's a coach's first year and there's things you or first year with this school. There's things that you learn, but it's, it's really frustrating. You feel like you should win those games. And Sean McVay has never had a game that he should win because he's bleeding at halftime and blown it. That is, that is a sign of an awesome coach. I mean, there's a lot of other things that we know about Sean McVay that tells he's great, but that's one of the best signs for me. And I, I think that they have a, Really good shot at at least going to the NFC Championship. I think that probably, to me, was a preview of the NFC Championship, those two teams. Um, But I think the Packers and the Niners will both be mixed in there as well. But I I like the Rams. They look really good. Well, And the the Bucs, but yeah. I said said that was a preview of the NFC Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. What else do you like this week? Another game that really stuck out to me uh, was – Chargers at Chiefs. The Chargers came away and just looked yeah. by like by far the better team. I know they only won by six, but the Chiefs had to make quite the not quite comeback. They were only down what at half, like 10 or something. And then it was back kind of back and forth as they went. But Herbert just straight up looked like the better quarterback. Mahomes was trying to make a fancy no-look pass and threw it behind his receiver that resulted in an interception. I'm like, dude, I know that you can do it, but you don't have to. There was no reason. His receiver over the middle of the field, which was a backup tight end to Kelsey, I believe, well, was what? Wa- yeah, Bell. He was wide open in the middle of the field. You could have planted your feet and thrown a strike right at him. But instead, you're looking over to the sideline to throw like this, I think just because you want to be fancy. Honestly, I mean, that's there was no other reason. He wasn't looking off a defender. The safety was 10 yards behind him. There was nobody there. Just throw the ball to him and you get a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you, you get some of that with a guy like Mahomes. I mean, you're going to. Uh, I think the good is going to outweigh the bad with him, but and I know that it's it, it, that that part of it hurts where he's going to miss throws like that. I remember last season seeing Kelsey wide open in the back of the end zone and he overthrew him by ten yards because yeah. because he was trying to look the other way. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's like he got viral on TikTok one time, and I was like, I'm going to do it all the time now. <laughs> well, he's like, My this is this pass. is what I do. But. It's like when Tim Tebow one time made a pass the jump pass over the end zone. And then all of a sudden he was trying to do it all the time. <laughs> it's like, sure. It works sometimes, but did you really have to jump over the line to throw it in the ball? I certainly hope not. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of gimmicky to me. And I'm just like, just make the fundamental good throw. Um, what else jumped out to me about that game? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I love it. When uh Mahomes had that golf classic last year with, was it with Brady? It was uh, Mahomes and Brady. And like, I don't remember either way. Mahomes was playing golf last year. And like some fans said, Hey, Pat, watch out for uh, Justin Herbert next year. And he, he kind of goes back and says, this is my favorite part. He says, 
I'll see it when I believe it. <laughs> Trying to be all sassy about it, but he says it backwards. It's I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And he says, I'll see it when I believe it. Now, I know that's not huge, but to me, it's just, ha, you're stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's how I felt about it. Cause I was, everyone was like, bring that up on, I saw it on Twitter like five times. I'll see it when I believe it. And I was pointing out that he said the saying completely backwards, but I thought I'd point it out because Patrick. Well, he is, stupid. he did go to Texas Tech. So yeah, that's very true. But, um, he definitely should believe it now because Herbert outplayed him. It wasn't. Oh, really he close. saw it. He saw it. Why didn't or he saw it? Uh, very clear. Mike Williams looks like a stud too. He's All like right. a red zone. He's like a LeBron James down there. I mean, he's he's a red zone monster. We got like five touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Here's my next question: How long until Ben Roethlisberger is benched? This was one of the worst games I've ever seen by a quarterback. I saw I saw a, a thing on Instagram and said. It, it put like a Ben Roethlisberger in like a silent film kind of thing where like the film was like black and white and grainy and it had like music playing behind it. Like someone was whatever. And it was just circus plays I and mean, throwing balls in the ground, getting sacked, running around. He looked like one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Did not look like an NFL player. Um, I, I don't know how, I mean, I know he threw 318 yards, but it was not good. 318 yards. It's just passing nonstop. I don't think he belongs in the NFL. Now, the thing is, the two backups that are behind him, I think, are two of the worst quarterbacks in the world. Well, and yeah, Rudolph. Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph. So Honestly, I'd rather see, I'd rather see Haskins than Rudolph. Uh, you know what? I'd so. think that they would, if I was the Steelers and I had this team of a great defense when they get healthy and um, uh, a good core of receivers and a good young running back, I'd say, what would it hurt to sign Cam Newton to a veteran minimum deal? What would it hurt? I mean, you already got a guy who can't throw. Why would you bring in another guy who can't throw? At least he can run. Yeah, but you can you can sign anyone who can run. Anyway, I, I think I, I think know. that's what I would do if I was them. If if I'm one of these teams, I'm kicking the tires on uh, Deshaun Watson down there. Or, now, you might or you Marcus might Mariota him. maybe. Well, he just got hurt too. Yeah, but he'll be back he soon. Want, but I mean, it, if, he might he might be suspended next year, but he's not going to be suspended this year. His, do you his, think he will be suspended next year? I think so because his court he doesn't have court till next May. So. See, I don't think he gets suspended this year, but I think if he tried to play, he'd be put on the commissioner exempt list. I don't think they'd let him pay, play with all this up. Well, there. right now they're they're paying him. They're yeah, paying but, him every week. Yeah, but he's not playing. On the, I think that the NFL does not want the storyline of this guy playing because when he comes onto the field, all of a sudden it's women, you know, all this stuff is on the they're field. Already, the NFL doesn't care. I mean, yeah, I know. I know they're talking about it now, and it's hard to do that midseason, but. They're already doing that every, I think, the whole game during the Texan game. I All think they the, can talk about is Deshaun yeah. Watson. I think that the moment that he gets promoted to starter by any team, he gets put on the commissioner exempt list. That's just me. We'll see. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you pick – I don't know if you go get anyone on free agency. I don't know if you're going to get any better than that because I don't – I'm not – I mean, Cam got cut. I mean, I know that, that – it was kind of his decision there instead of being the backup. But I don't know if there's anyone you get off the free agency who's going to be an upgrade over yeah. what you have, unless you just make it go out and get a, make a trade for somebody. All um, right. We'll touch on two more like games and maybe Nick Foles, maybe I don't three know. Uh, really quick. I just want to touch on, we had a record broken today or Sunday. Uh, the Cardinals, Matt Prater tried to break his own NFL record with a 66 yard field goal. I believe I think it was Matt Prater took a 68 yarder. And missed it. I no, believe. because six because Tucker took a sixty-eight yarder, right? No, his was sixty-six. Oh, Tucker's was sixty-six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Prater kicked a sixty-eight yarder, and which would have been huge, and he missed by probably three oh, yeah. or four yards. Yep. Um, and it was returned for a touchdown. Then about mm-hmm. three hours later, Justin Tucker 
goes and take kicks a 66, bounces off the the uh, crossbar, and then it goes in. It was just it was an awesome moment uh, from the greatest kicker of all time, probably. Um, however, I I don't think the Ravens should have had that situation. They let the Lions hang in for way too long. But the Lions have looked a lot better under Dan Campbell, and I'm impressed to see what happens. Which is weird because I think they're a worse team than they were last year. But I think Campbell's just a far better coach than what they had going before. Yeah, just bite those kneecaps off. Biting kneecaps left and right. Green Bay at San Francisco Sunday night was a heck of a game. Uh, it was oh, yeah. funny. I was talking to Mitch and James before the game started, and James had mentioned that he thought that the Packers would win. And Mitch like, LOL. He's like, ha ha, whatever, get, get out of here. I was like, well, I think the Packers will win too. He's like, what? what? Give me one reason why you think the Packers would win. Acting like me and James and I was just ridiculous for thinking that. I was, I was like, Aaron Rodgers. He's like, you, you just want to say because one player that they're going to win? He says, uh, on the road. Uh, in San Francisco, a good home field advantage against a good defense. What are the Packers going to do? Did you see how he played week one? And uh, uh, sorry, Mitch, I know you're probably listening to this. As I said, did you see how he played week two? He says, that's one week. I said, week one was one week. <laughs> and yeah. and that was after he didn't practice all offseason. And I'm not basing it off of one week of week two against the Lions. I'm basing it off of his entire career of him always doing amazing things. Mitch brought up the point that he hasn't played well against San Francisco. But I said, look, I think this game's going to be really close. And when I have a really close game, I'm not going to put the edge to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to give it to uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's like, bet. I said, all right, let's bet. Let's do 50 bucks. So we bet 50 bucks. And after Jimmy Garoppolo threw that first pick, Mitch just paid me 50 bucks right away. <laughs> I mean, this, I was like, was, oh, this was a great game. This it was. was. And Rodgers, the, the pack or the 49ers should have won that game. You kick a field or you go up by, what did they go up by? Two, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you go up by two with 30 seconds left and the Packers having no timeouts. Packers have no business winning that game. I know you're playing a deep zone, but you cannot get let Adams get behind you like that. I mean, you've got to have two guys on him at all times. And he just gets behind for like a 40-yard pass right off the bat. And now you need like one catcher in field goal range. It was just, it was ridiculous. It was such bad play, three plays in a row. And it's just like, uh, there's not much you can do about it, but Aaron Rodgers does what he does. Exactly. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, this, was a, this was a game that could have gone either way. Oh, absolutely. I think it's uh, weird that Mitch was so like, oh, Packers, we're going to get smoked. Yeah, he, but, he acted like uh, I was ridiculous. He said 49ers win by minimum six, maximum 10. And I was like, I, I don't know where you're getting this, I mean, but whatever. whatever. But I, mean, hey, I, I mean, don't mean to embarrass Mitch on the show. We all think, we all but, think our but I do. I do mean to, I never thought the Patriots were going 17. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, but I do mean to embarrass Mitch on the show as it, many times as I can. It's great. It's great. All right. So that being said, last Anything night, else? uh, Dallas looked really good. Yeah, they, they looked they really did. good. And the Eagles, Which is looked, good. the Eagles looked bad. And now Dak, Dak did have a fumble in the end zone that was caught. Yeah. And but he also defense, had a touchdown. They didn't call either. Yeah. Yeah. That, that too. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. the ball was like a foot over the line. I don't know why. Yeah. They and then he them. reached over too, like mm-hmm. he showed it, but they still didn't call it. But, Anyway, it was whatever. But I mean, the defense, I mean, take, you know, minus that garbage time touchdown and with two minutes to go in the game. I still wouldn't um, really trust that defense, though. I don't either. I don't either because they didn't have to play rush defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just passing the exactly. whole Exactly. And, and but, I mean, uh, the Eagles ran an the ball off twice, twice to Miles Sanders. Well, yeah. yeah. So it, it definitely was uh, improvement, though. But uh, with Micah Parsons on, the, on just on the field, I mean, he looks like the best rookie in football. And uh, especially, it, especially since certain went down. Yeah. Well, even before then, I'd say, you know, play a middle linebacker playing defensive end the last two weeks. He he's looks been great. Phenomenal. He looks great. So, 
Um, you know, and, and also Trevon Diggs. Um, our yeah, corner. Trayvon Diggs has made a huge improvement based on last year. Three picks in three games. And so a pick six. Mm. He's been he's been phenomenal. He's a number. He's our number one corner now. Now he's, he's proven it too. I know that that throw that he picked off is one of the hardest throws to make in football, the deep out route, because you have to put so much zip on it. I mean, that ball is picked off a lot in the NFL. And his um, receiver fell down. So. And his receiver fell but, but that's a hard jump. I mean, he was playing pretty deep, and he read, read it really well. It was a pretty impressive yeah. pick. So Yeah. So, All right. Um, yeah. Uh, really quick before we move on to baseball, I want to talk about the rookies in football so far, specifically offensive rookies. Rondell Moore has looked pretty solid. Um, and to me, actually, I think if he keeps getting used the way he has been, granted he didn't, wasn't used a lot, he has a shot at being rookie of the year this year because the, the quarterbacks are not looking that way. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks in that offense abysmal. Zach Wilson, I don't know if he can recover to get up there. Mac Jones is not passing the ball very often, and if he is, it's not deep at all. He has yeah. two pass touchdowns in the year, and Justin Fields looks like he's going to get kilts all year. Trey Lance isn't playing. So I don't think it, this might be one of the years rookie of the year doesn't go to a quarterback. And uh, the running backs, it was really he, only – ETN's hurt all year. Najee Harris is Najee just Harris gonna, did have 14 catches, but he it's had a like hundred yards. Yeah. So. He had a great week this week. We'll I don't think it. his, yeah, I don't think his usage is going to stay that way. Now I think that this was a good game plan by Pittsburgh to use him because they tried running him a lot, but their all, say, old line was yeah. just so bad. So they said, all right, fine. 15 carries for 40 yards. Something yeah. Like that. They're like run behind the O line and then we'll give you the ball. So he, he did pretty well with that. Um, but I, I, I don't know that he'll get it. He's probably my next favorite though. Um, and then Javante Williams just isn't used enough unless he takes over that role from Melvin Gordon. I'll, I don't I'll tell you who's who's who might be the lead, the favorite right now of offensive rookie of the year is Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's very true. Jamar Chase looks like a stud. After how stud. bad he looked the preseason, scaring mm-hmm. everybody, but he look he looks just and, fine. And Devontae so. Smith, when he's gotten the ball in his hands, has yeah. been really good too. Um, but the question I saw something on Instagram, I think it's by the Pick Six podcast, uh, CBS's NFL podcast. They said. Are all these rookie quarterbacks bad? And I, my answer to that question to me is no. I still am a firm believer that all of these rookie quarterbacks that are drafted this year, um, at least the ones drafted in the first round, are all good quarterbacks. But the thing is, is when you are drafted in a top 15 picks in the, the NFL draft, you're drafted to one of the first 15 worst leagues. And you have to remember that the Jets, or teams, I mean, the Jets um, and uh, the the Jaguars both have new coaches as well. I think that neither of these teams are setting their quarterback up for success. I think that they are talented and good quarterbacks, but it is hard to overcome a bad team. And the Patriots are a bad team. I'm not going to act like they are a good team. They have some good pieces. Their defense is pretty solid, but they have no offensive weapons for Mac Jones to throw to. I mean, he is making some amazing passes in tiny, tiny windows. So I think Mac Jones is a really good quarterback who's probably playing the best of anyone so far. And Zach Wilson is just getting rocked. Uh, I mean, and- I, I think a big thing, too, is everyone got spoiled of how well Justin Herbert and exactly. Joe Burrow played last yep. year. Not everyone's going to be able to do that. It's actually I mean, really, really, really rare. Yeah. So, I mean, and like Trevor Lawrence's first game, he threw 60 passes. That should never happen. Like that's that team should be a run first Jerome or whatever that guy's name is Jerome Robinson, James uh, Robinson, James Robinson. I get his name wrong every time, but <laughs> really, that, that's it's pretty, he, he it's a pretty get, standard name. <laughs> well, there's a Jerome Robinson, there's a Justin Robinson. Who's Jerome James, Robinson? Jerome Robinson plays in the NBA, so does oh, Justin Robinson. okay, but anyways, See, that's, that's why I limit my knowledge to only two sports. So, I mean, it's you know, it should be a James Robinson handoff, you know, at least. 
25, at least a quarter of the time. And, you know, I feel like he's not getting the touches he needs. That, like, you need to really work your rookies in. And now, that's this, why a lot of these teams are start, they're start veterans early because they, they don't still, want this to happen. Yeah. And I think that's still the right. I mean, I know that you want to get your guy experience, but they need to learn the scheme before they're shoved in here. And I mean, and it worked. It works for people. Look at Brady, sat a year. Mahomes, sat a year. Rogers, sat several several years the best guys learn the system before they're shoved into the offense i mean not everyone can do it you have the other you have the other stories like you have the matt staffords of the world who started from day one you have yeah but was he awesome uh, that first year joe burrow justin herbert um you know they they both started yeah and look what that did to burrow exactly well exactly and and joe burrow threw it too many times and he had a lot of a lot of mistakes and got hurt Well, and he got hurt because i mean you're Uh, shoving a rookie saying hey rookie we got a bad old line and a bad team. You're going to try to do your best to get us wins and to, to be a good quarterback. So now, you know, what he's going to do hold on the ball, find the open guy, find the open guy and get sacked a ton. It's just not good for rookies. I, in my belief and, to put and him you look, you look team. at like a guy like Russell Wilson. What was, what was he the first couple years of the, of, in the league? He did start as a rookie as a third round pick, but uh, that was a run first team yep. where they didn't ask. And that was a defensive. And that's, that's the way you protect that quarterback that is how you develop your guys where they don't have to do too much these mm-hmm. quarterbacks are asked to do way too much and that's and why i think the patriots i think that's why the patriots are doing well like some of my patriots friends are getting frustrated they're like let mac open it up let him throw the ball deep throwing a ball deep means you have to let your receivers get downfield which means you hold on the ball longer do you want mac getting sacked over and over and over again or even hurried and rushed and making mistakes the patriots are saying we're going to make you throw short to intermediate passes that are high efficiency so that you learn the offense. And also, we're going to run the ball a crap ton. And they're not going to win games doing that, especially when they face good quarterbacks. But I'm not – when I, all my friends are getting mad that we're losing games for not scoring points. I'm like, we are not going to the Super Bowl this year. So what is the goal? Is it the goal to win games and go 8-9 eight and, eight and nine or 10-7 and seven or whatever, 11-6 and six and still – get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. That's not the goal. The goal is to develop your franchise quarterback. And I think that's what these other teams should be trying to do. Don't try to win every game. Try to develop him through smart decision-making, helping him make audibles, uh, helping him pick up blitz and give him the protection and the play actions that help him make easy throws. so You can get comfortable in the system before you open everything up and say, all right, go ahead and throw 350 yards, four interceptions and three touchdowns. You know, yeah. that's not what yeah. you want your rookie to do. Or, or have nine sacks like Justin Fields. That was a travesty yeah. that, that of, a, should, of a game. That should never happen. It should just never happen. Once your quarterback gets sacked three times, you say, all right, we're not going to make our rookie QB who's his first start. He's not getting sacked again. We're running the ball. We're doing play we're, actions. We're, we're losing this game, ends. and that's okay. We're losing this game, and it's okay. Running back to protect, and yep. yeah. It shouldn't but, happen. Never all right. So, fun stuff. Uh, I think that some of these rookies will turn it around. Um I hope that these coaches realize what they're doing to their quarterbacks. Uh, but right now, if I had to pick who I think has the best career out of any of these guys, I'm looking at Trey Lance and Mac Jones. The rest of them, I think, are put in such bad situations unless their coaches change their philosophy, they're going to be ruined. So. I, mean, I think I think Trevor Lawrence is still a stud. I think he will oh, figure yeah, it out. Yeah. And we look at we look at Peyton Manning's first year. He went three and thirteen and had like 28 interceptions. I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning, but um, I, I, a, I should have mentioned Trevor Lawrence. A bad a bad rookie season can be saved and even even a bad couple seasons like just Alex look at Sam Darnold or Alex Smith and mm-hmm. uh, you know he, he was terrible first couple years and bring in a Jim Harbaugh changed the system said taking the ball out of your hands he was just fine so it's the nicest thing you ever said about Jim Harbaugh <laughs> all right 
So that's our football talk. Let's move into some baseball playoffs. Baseball playoffs uh, race is really heating up. We've got, what, two weeks left of the season? Oh, yeah. Is that correct? Two yep. weeks left of the season. If if that, maybe, yeah. A, like week, and, a week and a few days. Yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. Um, and a lot of positions are clinched. Clenched. Clinched. Clinched. Clenched. 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 Uh, the AL Central is fully finished up. The White Sox have clinched the division and all other teams are eliminated. The Indians still have a shot to go 500 in their final season. They're 77 and 79. I'm really hoping they do. We did win our final home game as the Indians uh, put on quite a game. I, I was really wishing I could have been there. It was kind of like an emotional day for me. I was like, I will never see the Indians play in Cleveland again. Uh, I didn't get to see them in Cleveland this year either. So it was sadness for me. But Guardians era starts next year. Uh, the AL Central was really disappointing this year. I mean, I, I know that we probably expected them to be the weakest American League division, but uh, there was really not a lot of excitement. I don't think any of us thought the Twins would be in last place. No, I I had the Twins second. I had the White Sox winning the division, but I definitely had the Twins getting second. So, Uh, And the NL East is still super interesting. The Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays all have – AL East. East, I apologize. Are all within two games of each other, and they're all fighting for that wild card position. They could get to both of the wild card spots. Um, because the other wildcard teams are the Mariners and athletics, which are 87 and 70 and 60 or 85 and 72. So those five teams are all fighting for two spots. And I am, I'm thrilled to see how it finishes up. I mean, any combination of teams could make it. And a lot of these teams are going to be playing each other in the final week, a lot of divisional games. So yeah, which of those five teams that are in the AL wildcard are you, uh, if you were, if your team was playing them, who would you be most afraid to play? I'd be afraid of the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yeah. yeah. I would Which agree are, with you. The, the, Mariners, the Mariners don't scare me in the playoffs. No, I don't think um, so. They don't have the pitching that's required in playoffs. No. And especially if you're playing in that one wild card game, I mean, the Yankees scare me the most just with that offense. I, and they've been in that game several times already. Yep. And they've won it a lot. So uh, I don't want to play. credit to them for just sweeping the Red Sox. That's uh, huge. I mean, that was huge. just an amazing series. They were able to do that and just put them back in, in the driver's seat. Giancarlo so, Stanton just he took over the series basically, and he, they're scary. They are very scary. It's interesting. The uh, Mariners have one less win than the Red Sox, but the Red Sox have an eighty-five point nine percent chance to make the playoffs, and the Mariners only a five point three percent chance. It must just be because of schedule. I'm guessing or schedule. No, I yeah. know the the Astros are playing the Rays uh, for the next three games. Then we have the mm-hmm. the, the A's to finish the season. So, so, I mean, the A's technically could still win the division. Uh, They'd have to win out, I believe. Yeah. Astros, uh, Astros have need to win two games. That's yeah. Astros haven't even clinched playoffs yet. So magic uh, number is at two, but angels and Rangers are both eliminated. Um, So all we've got left are those five teams fighting for the wild card. That's all the division or Astros actually could end up with a wild card too. If the Mariners were to pass them or the A's moving into the NL, the Braves and Phillies are still fighting for the top spot in the NL East. Uh, it's a two and a half game race right now. I, I think the Braves are going to win this one. And I'm really hoping that they do because I, if they do end up winning the division, it looks like they'll be playing the Brewers in the first week or the first round of the playoffs. So I'm going to try to go to that game. It'll be a lot of fun. I, I'm really excited about that. Um, Brewers did clinch their division, which it was looking scary as the Cardinals had won. 13. Still, they're still they're 16, 16 in a row. Wins in a row and they're seven games back. It's insane. The fact that you're 16, we win 16 in a row and you're still seven games behind the leader just goes to show the great season the Brewers are having. So they're at 94 and 62. The Brewers are 
Cardinals Reds are still fighting for a wild card spot with whoever loses the NL East. Um, and the Dodgers and Giants have both clinched playoffs. We just don't know who's going to win the division as they're currently both at 100 and 102 and 100 wins respectively giants at 102 can you imagine uh, going winning 16 games in a row and it's like oh yeah congratulations you get to play the dodgers in the, for yeah. one game playoff i mean it's kind of what the rockies did um back in 2000 what was that 2011 2010 maybe yeah, something like that yeah um it the rockies i think it was 2000 2012 i believe because it was like the it was like the best year of my life as a Patriot or as a sports fan and the worst year. The Indians had the, the best um, record in baseball. I think they had like 104 wins and they got went up three, one on the Red Sox in the ALCS. And then the Red Sox came back and won. And then the Red Sox got to play the Rockies in the uh, world series, which everyone knew the Rockies weren't like a legit and they swept spanked them. them. Yep. They spanked them so hard. And then the Patriots had an undefeated season or not undefeated. Mm. Um, the Patriots were not, Wait, this was 07. That was the undefeated season. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it was 07. Eli I Manning. apologize. It, it was all in 07. So the Patriots had the undefeated season as well. This is the Indians thing also happened in 07. Patriots had the undefeated season, and then they lost the Super Bowl to Eli freaking Manning. And then the Wolverines were undefeated, and they lost to Ohio State by a field goal as time expired. So it was – and there was the one versus two in that game as well. And uh, that was the year of Tebow. And everyone was saying that the game was so close just because Michigan lost to Ohio state didn't mean the Michigan was not still the second best team in football. So everyone was saying we should get a rematch in the national championship. These are the two best teams, kind of like we've seen before with Alabama and Georgia, something like that. And they didn't, they moved Michigan back to three and Florida up to two. And then um, we all saw what happened from there. Um, but yeah, I was, it was like all year, the best sports year of my life. And then within like every time that my team got to the end, finish it was just awful it was, your heart out. it was very much ripped my heart out i don't remember how we got there oh talk about the rockies the rockies end up going like a 20 something or 18 game win streak to make the playoffs and then they carried it and swept every team they they faced until they got to the world series and then they were swept by the red Sox. it's all so about who gets hot at the right time it's so. about who gets hot at the right time so there's a lot of really interesting games to watch this week um as far as nl mvp goes it can be decided right here. If Tatis can go nuts this week and win them that, or no, he actually, they're eliminated. They are gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, Bryce Harper, I guess has a shot to really help his case out. Uh, if he can win them the division with a couple key home runs, uh, pass up the Braves. Uh, Juan Soto is still in the conversation. I don't really know if DeGrom had played a full season it'd be an easy decision. He would have yeah. won Cy Young and MVP. But it, there's a lot. There's not anyone that really jumped out on the NL outside of Todd Tease, and he was inconsistent. So, so we'll see. I'm interested to see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, you 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 could give it to Harper or Tatis. I think Tatis is probably going to get it. But yeah, me too. Um, yeah, AL uh, on the other hand, AL it's easy, Otani. I mean, like now credit due to Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's and Jorge Soler apparently, <laughs> or not Soler, uh, not Jorge Soler. Uh, freaking guy from the Royals, the catcher. Um, oh, Salvador Perez. Salvador oh my, Perez. Oh my goodness! What in the world? <laughs> he lost me, runs lost, left and right. Lost me the fantasy baseball playoffs. Yeah, he wouldn't stop hitting home runs and getting RBIs. So mm-hmm. that guy's been phenomenal. But yeah, Shohei's. I mean, just the guy's pitching and hitting, and, and he's doing both in an elite level. It's going to be hard to beat that. I don't think he'll do it forever. But Vlad had a great season. If if it weren't for Otani's pitching, then he'd easily win MVP. Yeah, be a walk off. Yeah. yeah. So. 
Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with this. When the playoffs get going, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm probably watch every playoff game. Uh, yeah. So I got tickets uh, this Saturday, Astros athletics. So nice. it should be a fun uh, division matchup for the, for the division. All right. Well, uh, you got anything else? We're going to skip trade today. It was just the two of us. I don't think there's much point in that. Nah, I'm, I'm yeah, that's, that's about it. I mean, we covered all of it. Baseball awesome. and, uh, Oh, Josh, Josh uh, Gordon back in we didn't talk about Josh Gordon getting reinstated and signed by the Chiefs. Marlon Mack potentially is on the trading block. It looks like they're going to try to trade him away as he's 100% healthy. They just don't need him. Um, I can't think of any other news. Any other news? Yeah, not not a whole lot. I mean, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, we had an NBA uh, media day. You know, we learned uh, who's vaccinated, who's not. So oh, college football. That, that's fun. Any, uh, any stunners? I don't think of my head. No, I there mean, weren't pretty much the teams that should have won one. Yeah. Uh Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin looked really bad. Yeah. That was that was a big game this week, and Wisconsin did not look good. So yeah, it looks like they picked the wrong quarterback because yeah. Jack Cohn uh I mean it's not up. like Jack Cohn played extremely well or anything. Although but... yeah, well, I guess the one game I can say um Arkansas beat up on Texas AM pretty yep. bad. Arkansas is um, really climbing up the power rankings. Yeah, they they beat up on Texas and Texas A&M in back-to-back weeks, and uh, they look very Texas good. put up a crap ton of points this week. Yeah, they got they were a little mad, and Texas yeah. Texas is just awful. So yeah. defensively, at least. Is this so. Spencer Rattler on Texas Tech? No, Spencer's oh, he's on, he's on Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I'm they have Brian Shue. Okay. Yeah, I think. All right. Well, well, I digress. This has been the Swing Bump Podcast. Please do be sure to like the video. Comment, interact with the show, ask us questions, tell us why we're crazy, tell us why we're stupid, um, and be sure to subscribe and tell your friends about us. We thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. See you next week.